0: Welcome back to the newest episode of Hurry Sports Talk. Thank you guys for joining. in. As always, I'm Tyler Hello. Big Herbie Herbach, and as always, across uh-huh. the table, Travis Little Herbie Herbach. That's right. I'm on a
1: hot streak with my name too, by the <laughs> way. Stung that out it
0: hasn't stumbled around a little bit. At all. <laughs> um, and actually, one more thing before we get started, uh, I do want to give a happy Mor- Memorial Day yeah. out to um, all of the current veterans we have and all the ones that you know gave the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah uh for their country and no longer with us um, this day is truly for them so yeah. um you know we honor absolutely. you on this day absolutely so let's so, let's talk sports though yeah let's get into sports uh as we said it's playoff time it's playoff time if you listen last week you know this is what's happening we're talking about the playoffs it's playoffs so before we get into the playoffs though it's also award season it is award season so we already had two
1: that happened uh, during the week, which we weren't able to get to since we recorded weekends here. Yep. Um, so let's, we're gonna, let's just run over, overview here. Sixth man of the year was awarded to Jordan Clarkson of the Utah Jazz. Yep, beating out his teammate Joe Ingles and yep. Derrick Rose. Which is funny. Joe Ingles won it last year, if I'm not wrong, or the year beforehand. I know Joe Ingles had just recently won it for the Jazz as well. I can look that up real quick. Or if not, he was a runner-up. Either way, it was a cool moment. I just informed me that yeah. – Joe Ingles actually on NBA TNT. You said, yep. Actually presented it to Jordan Clarkson, which their teammates on the Jazz right now in playoffs time. Yeah. So kind of a cool moment between teammates there. And then Sixth Man of the Year was given to Julius Randle. Nope. Most Improved, we just
0: did oh, so, so, damn it. And uh, yeah. Joe Ingles did not win last year, but he was uh, on the nomination list again. Okay. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, yeah. Most Improved Player did go to Julius Randle. He beat out uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Julius Randle. Or I'm sorry, Jeremy Grant. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's been a very long Memorial Day weekend. No kidding. Uh but yeah, Julius Randle won. And honestly, that wasn't even a close Yeah deal. Uh Julius Randle played out of his mind this year. You know, uh clear easy all star level. Jeremy Grant and Mike Porgi just aren't even close.
1: Yeah, apparently halfway through the season we already knew that Julius Randle most improved yeah. easily. It's yeah. pretty it's pretty easy to tell pretty quickly.
0: So all right, so let's go in we're kinda of going in. Descending or ascending order to move, move right up to like the big one. Okay, yeah, so I just... start with rookie of the year. Lamelo Ball is the front runner, and then you have Anthony Edwards and Tyrese Halliburton. Um, this one's going to be a little bit close because obviously Lamelo Ball missed a large chunk of the year in the middle. Right. So the question is did Anthony Edwards do enough in that time frame to catch up. Some people think he did. Some people didn't think. They think he did, or think, you know, yes and no. Yes and no.
1: <laughs> cool. I I don't think he did. I think Lamelo still had it, mostly because LaMelo's impact when he's on the court versus when he's off the court is greater in terms of scoring output, the energy of the team, the flow of the rhythm of the offense, versus when if um, Anthony Edwards missed the floor, it didn't make that big of an impact. It wasn't noticeable to an eye just watching the game. Right.
0: The Wolves were terrible with or without Anthony
1: Edwards. Yeah, and the Hornets were... Pretty exciting to watch this year.
0: For you know, there's some obviously they're really young, still getting going. One right, maybe but, maybe even maybe they would have even not even been in the play-in tournament if he was playing the whole year.
1: Yeah, they they could have
0: had a chance to get into those playing games for sure. I think if he didn't miss those six weeks with that wrist. Yeah, um, I'm kind of leaning the same way as you with Lamelo winning this. Um, Most because like when he first went down, they expected him to be gone for the year. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he came back and he made an immediate impact, they went on a little bit of a run. And if he's just to make that play in tournament, um, you know, obviously it didn't work out for them. But, yeah, you know, he clearly is a, a winning factor in that team.
1: Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, his impact is just more than I agree. More than
0: Andrew's is right now. I agree. So, all right, let's move forward to the NBA Defensive Player of the Year. I feel um, like this
1: one should be an easy go.
0: Yeah, it probably is. Uh, we have Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, and Ben Simmons are the finalists. And I'm pretty sure we're both leaning that Rudy Gobert, I think, is going to win his third Defensive Player of the Year award.
1: Yeah, and it should be, like, unanimous in reality. Yeah. Not saying anything wrong. Ben Simmons is a great defender. He is. But in terms, like, again, of impact, Ben Simmons, you know, a couple steals a game and a good lockdown defender because he's tall and lengthy versus Rudy Gobert, you're not getting past him to the rim. Right. Bigger impact on his side. And, honestly, Draymond Green should
0: not be in this list. Draymond Green... I'm not going to lie. Draymond Green had a bit of a bounce-back season this year. He played well, better than I've seen him play in a few years. Excuse me. Um, But, you know, it's not close. Like, the amount of people that could have been on the list over Draymond is
1: 10x. Like, (laughs) there's a million people that could have made that list as finalists versus Draymond. And he's a great defender, but he's years past his prime. He's a liability on the court on offense 100% of the time. So his defensive impact can't be that great when his athleticism is not really there anymore.
0: Right. But he's very smart. Like, he's he reads passing lanes really well. He still has that. Yeah. Um, and he's actually... He's basically their pseudo point guard on offense at this point.
1: Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> pretty much. But Rudy Gobert should be damn near unanimous. Yeah, no, it's my dude. It. And, I
0: mean, honestly, Rudy Gobert's season is so good. Depending on what analytical statistics, statistics you look at, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you could... Actually, argue that he's had the greatest defensive season in the modern era of the NBA. Yeah. Which goes back like 30 years or so. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if he's even, if you even want to try to like put that breadth into him on that, like you have to give it to him.
1: Yeah. If he's, if you're talking, he's lined up statistically with some of the best defensive players in history, matching their level. Um, or even exceeding it, mm-hmm. there's no chance that you, Draymond or Ben Simmons have done anything close to even be in the conversation. Yeah,
0: I agree. So yeah, it's gonna be Rudy Gobert and run away on that one.
1: Yeah,
0: um, let's go to uh, Coach of the Year. Okay, this one's probably a little more hotly contested. There's a few really good candidates. You have Quinn Snyder of the Jazz, mm-hmm. um, best record in the NBA. Tom Thibodeau of the Knicks, who took the Knicks to the you know the four seed in the playoffs, and no one expected him to even touch the playoffs. Oh, true. So. And you have Monty Williams, the uh, Suns head coach, who took them from missing the playoffs for the last 10 or 11 years and took them to the two-seed two right now. Yeah. So, uh, which way are you, you leaning on this guy?
1: I lean towards Monty Williams Okay. here, mostly because it's hard for Quinn Snyder because the Jazz have been good a couple of years. Mm-hmm. They've been playoff teams a couple of years. Not exceedingly deep runs, but they've made playoffs back-to-back right. years or two, last three years. Tom Thibodeau did a great job with the revamp of the Knicks. Mm-hmm. But again, he we've seen him do that in his career before. We've seen him be, take a team and make him good and make him contender, yeah. The and we not we've not seen this is the first for Monty Williams. Not only is the first we took a team that was one of the worst teams in the league last decade, or yeah. at least last five seasons, missed playoffs every year, to almost taking the one
0: seed potentially. Yeah, they were right in it with the Jazz uh, towards the end. Of, like they were, they were the no, a one seed at one point. Yeah. They swapped pl- places many times. Uh, you know, I'm leaning towards Monty Williams also just because of how good the Suns look. They right. look like real contenders right now, and they did throughout the throughout the season, mm-hmm. and that's a big thing. Tom Thibodeau, like, as amazing of a story that is, I don't think anyone's actually taken next seriously. Well, not when they're getting killed by the Hawks. Right, but granted, this is a regular season award, so yeah, you can't take that into that. But even, then, even when they were making it that far, they, no one's... I still think people were like, "Oh man, watch out for the Knicks in the playoffs." I yeah. think they were doing that?
1: The serious element wasn't quite
0: there. Right. So, I just I think it's Monty Williams just to lose. Um, you make a great point about with Quinn Snyder, it's they've been good for a long time. Mm-hmm. They were expected to be good. You know, yeah.
1: they are who we thought they were. Yeah, it's and it's been that way for a couple of years now. Yeah. Since they kind of did the rebuild with Donovan Mitchell getting there. Mm-hmm. It's you know, and he, he he if I'm not mistaken, he won it two years ago after the rebuild when they first made playoffs. Yeah, I believe that he did. So, so there's no reason he should be making it now. Great coach, but he he already did the run. Right. Now he needs to go. For, he needs. You're talking multiple MVPs and multiple championships like back to back for him to be in that conversation again. So I think I think
0: Monty Williams for sure. I agree. So all right, let's go to the big guy, MVP, the big guy, the big guy. <laughs> he, hey, you're the big guy. Um, all right. And actually, funny enough, in this. MVP finalists. We have two big guys, which is the, I don't know. When the last time we saw that in the NBA, two true like two very true centers. Yeah, are, are leading the, the leading candidates You have Steph. Um, everyone knows Steph. Steph had a crazy year. Yeah. Joel Embiid, who was dominant all year, and then Nikola Jokic, who was also dominant all year and had to become even more a focal point of the team after they lost Jamal Murray. Right. Um, me personally, I'm going with Jokic. Um, Part of it, I think he he had a great season, but he was there every night. Steph missed time. Joel Embiid missed time. Right. um, And just because Jokic didn't miss time, he still had just as good a season as they did. So that's the way I'm leaning. This one's so hard. It
1: depends on how you
0: want to look at it. There's going to be so many people that
1: vote for Steph because the way he played, it was just – he played to the 2015 level, which when he was the unanimous MVP, first time in league history. So, when he's putting up numbers like that, and the only he's, without him, the Golden State Warriors are losing 90 games, or you know, like 80 out of the 82 games of the year. Like, right. they were going to be destroyed this year without him doing anything close to these numbers. And B, like, even without him, the Sixers are kind of trash. They're probably on the fringe, like 50%. Right? right. But with him, they're the number one seed. Exactly. So, <laughs> so it, it depends. And same thing with, yeah, Jokic. Without him, Jamal Murray's not carrying the Nuggets anywhere. Right. In reality. So they're all extremely valuable all in their own pieces. It depends on the flair. The, the, right. like The, the flair
0: factor is going to kill some, some votes here. Yeah. You know, and the, the thing that Steph, I, I think it's great that he's in here as a finalist. I don't think he has a chance for this award because they didn't they didn't do enough winning. Right. The one time, time in recent memory that we saw somebody win the MVP – Without a winning team, was Russell Westbrook, but it's because he was the first one to ever average or the second person to average triple double for an entire season. Right, and so he made history doing that. Where Steph didn't make history this year at all. No, he repeated history. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I, I probably honestly, I think I'll probably lead in Embiid. Okay. Um, and I think it's gonna come down to the play style factor when you look at Embiid's play style versus Jokic. Embiid's so much more of a heavy. Big man, traditional right. center. Where Jokic is a lot more passing savvy, feet work a little more smooth, not as aggressive. Uh,
0: okay. And I think not okay. Not just physically dominant. Yeah, the the play style of Embiid, I think, will just draw a little bit more attention. Right, but is there something to worry about? Like Joel Embiid is also like yappy and that off puts some people.
1: Yes and no, but Jokic doesn't talk really at all.
0: Well, Most I mean, people don't know his personality in any sort of way. I, I you hear he's actually kind of goofy. But I think part of the issue is that, you know, I don't know how well he speaks. Like, when you hear him speak, he doesn't speak English very well. Right. So, there's an issue with that, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, they're both
1: extremely deserving. I think it should go to one of the two big men, like I said. Mm -hmm. Steph will get the hype around him. But, again, good point on your Like, he didn't make history. He repeated it. Mm -hmm. Where Embiid and Jokic both had career history of seasons for themselves. Just the thing, Embiid's flair, the number one seed... They've been building that team for a while, and he finally was dominant, healthy majority of the season. I just feel like it might
0: take over just a little bit. Okay, well, that's the only one we're split on. Yeah, um, we'll see see which way that goes. Honestly, it's a really fun season. Um, there's not much more I can say that, about that. Honestly, it was it was shortened. It was kind of hectic. We saw a lot of injuries, which sucked, but there was a lot of really good things that happened this season, and that's made great. it made it for a very entertaining year. So. Um, yeah. You know, good luck to to the people that are are nominated, and congratulations to Jordan Clarkson and, and Julius Randle for already, yep. you know, taking home the home the hardware. Taking home some hardware. Now, let's throw some shade at some
1: stupid people before we get into the actual games.
0: Yeah, let's get into this black cloud hanging over the playoffs right now.
1: Yeah, so, obviously, if anybody's watching basketball, you know that there's been a lot of issues with the fans back in the stadiums during playoff time, and... Some incidents towards some of NBA players are happening. They're not happy about it. Things are being said. There's anonymous
0: GMs coming out saying things as well that's stirring the pot even more. Well, people shouldn't be happy because no. this is honestly a massive black mark on the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. It is not good. Um, well, there's been four instances, incidents in the NBA playoffs so far. We're only in the first round. Yeah. There's been four instances now. So the first one we had uh, the Knicks fan spit on Trey Young. Yep,
1: and then we had popcorn
0: dumped on Russell Westbrook's head. Uh huh. The then you have a bottle, a water bottle being thrown at Kyrie Irving when, when he's leaving the court. Uh huh. And then to, in tonight's game, now this wasn't towards a specific player. It's still not. It's still not a, a good thing for the league, though. Uh, someone from in the Philly Washington game, a uh, crowd member tried to rush the court. Right. So that's four incidences in like a matter of like a week, by the way. All within, yeah, all within the first week of the playoffs. So I mean it's not looking good. I don't know where the issue with this is that for some reason these fans are feeling very entitled to do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And it's not okay.
1: No, it's it's ridiculous. Kevin Wright said it the best. He goes, We're not we're fucking humans. We're out here playing basketball, mm-hmm. like we're not in a circus. This isn't something for you to come out, uh, just come enjoy the game, stop being fucking idiots. Right. And he's right. The, what Like, whoever has any time, any of us or anybody's gone to a game and you wanted to physically try to harm a
0: player. Right. Like, are you? What I don't understand what's clicking in your brain here. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, a lot of these players, or a lot of these people, they know there's consequences to this mm-hmm. and they don't care. They're doing it on – like, these aren't accidents. These are brazen acts, right?
1: Right, yeah. They're conscious decisions being made towards an, exactly. a player. Now, mm-hmm. I'm
0: very happy that every every league or every uh, team has come out and banned those, those people from mm-hmm. ever attending a game again. Uh, the guy in Baltimore – or not Baltimore, in Boston, um, is actually being charged with felony assault right now. Yeah, that one actually pisses me off a little bit. Not only is he
1: banned from TD Garden forever, mm. and he could be a lifelong Celtics fan, he could have had lifelong tickets, whatever. He's being charged with assault and battery with a de- with a dangerous weapon. It's a fucking 16 ounce water bottle that's empty. Yeah. How's that dangerous? One, he didn't even hit Kyrie, so how's that actual assault when he doesn't He's, get
0: hit? Honestly, he, they, he'll probably, he won't get charged with that. That's what they're, you yeah, know, that's yeah. what they put down. He's not gonna get charged with assault. See that part? Like, that part pisses
1: me off because I'm also wondering how much Kyrie has to play in that. Because we know he's a little kind of a bitch. <laughs> he's softy. You know, he doesn't want to talk about basketball. He want to talk about everything else in the world, which is good on him. But he cries about a lot of things, mm-hmm. and he kind of whines about a lot of things. So I wonder how much he played a role. Like, like he wanted to press charges. Because uh, it would not surprise me at all if he was like after the game, like, "Hey, I I, I want to press charges towards this guy." Right. To prove maybe to prove a point, but the fact like a dangerous weapon. How is a water bottle that at most weighs
0: 16 ounces when it's full, one, one pound, a dangerous weapon? I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, it was empty. And actually, it didn't even hit him. It didn't so, hit him. So there's him. that also. Um, it's just... Like, that's, that's ridiculous. Banning him, 100% agreed
1: with, good good conscious call. Like, if he, if he gets convicted on assault with a dangerous weapon, you're talking you just ruined this guy's life. Right. For him throwing a water well, bottle, which is not okay, but did not hit Kyrie, did not damage Kyrie. Well,
0: you could argue that he, you know, ruined his own life doing that, though, too. that's yeah, also guy. true. But if Kyrie's over here pressing uh, charges then, for this shit... Honestly, he doesn't have, actually have to press charges. Yeah. Uh, it could have been the team. It could have been... Oh, yeah, it could have been, been TD Garden. It could have been, you know, some... Other people. The that's one thing I did want to point out about that specific incident... Is that if you watch the video, Kyrie doesn't really react at all. Yeah. It's actually his teammates that see it and, and react. And so, I made the point like that the Nets. Pro- I had I don't have the Nets in the in the finals because I thought that maybe their chemistry would would you Break. know would, would just get in the way. Like they didn't have enough chemistry, right? Gotcha. I think I'm wrong. I'm actually, I, I, that single, the way that his team rallied, had, around him, had the back immediately, like without question, without hesitation. Yeah. I think that shows, like, oh, maybe, maybe this team's a lot closer than I thought they would be. Could be. It could be, yeah.
1: We'll see. I mean, the, the more, the deeper run they get, the better the chemistry is going to become.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and the more they can win easily, the easier as well. Right. The faster it grows. But, yeah, yeah I mean, just the instance too, is – just, it doesn't make any sense. Like, stop fucking with these guys. Right. Like they're not they're top level athletes here to put on entertainment for you, mm-hmm. and you literally were ruining it for right.
0: everybody. And, and really, yeah, like yes, I know you bought the tickets to go to the game, yeah. but it's a privilege to be there. Yeah. Like it's not, you can't you can't do whatever you want. It's not your house. No. You know, and luckily, um, honestly, luckily that no one actually saw the. The incident in New York happened after the fact. Like, that clip came out after. No one actually realized that happened at the time. Yeah. Because that could have been really bad. The only one that got, like, a little heated was the Westbrook one, because Westbrook was pissed. He he was super pissed. He tried to to get to the stands. And here's the the biggest issue, though. Like, you see that, like, and players, especially when they're, like, in that situation, Russell Westbrook's already upset. He got hurt, and he's going to the locker room, and he's not going to play the rest of the game. He's mad about that, right? Right. In a playoff situation, he's mad. And so he's on edge. When, and, like, this is a grown, like, professional athlete mm-hmm. even the ones that look small they are very strong and they are very like like we gotta remember is West, like six five he's yeah. not a small human he looks small on the court <laughs> that's it yeah <laughs> but and if you also look at him like the dude's ripped oh yeah that's, so that's like true. if he got your hands on someone like he's gonna hurt you and the the biggest thing that matters for the for the league though is that immediately the first time, the time i saw the, the westbrook one i immediately go go back to the malice in the palace we run our test
1: yeah, you like you let him get to the stands. We you know history is going to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a very serious concern when it comes to this type of situation. Right. That, luckily, Russell had like five guys around him. And he wasn't ever going to get it, but Ron Artest got into the stands like, with nothing. zero hesitation because like there was nobody there.
1: And yeah, like a good point, like the Trey Young thing. If somebody would have saw that, like that guy was on the was on court side. That yeah, person. he was like you second row. Like if somebody would have saw that, like that is a fight with, with attendance fans. Like that is a full on fist fight gonna happen between players and fans and fans against fans. Like yeah. So I mean, one like dude, people stop being dumbasses? at the end of the day, and you gotta understand they're here for your entertainment. They're not here to throw malice at you. They're not here to throw shade because you're playing against their favorite team. They're here doing their job. At the end of the damn right. day,
0: They're they're athletes. They're trying to win. Yeah. They're out here trying to win. And they're trying to play the highest level. They ain't here for to deal with your crap. Right. So, yeah, I agree. So, I mean, we're certainly on the same page. I'm glad that honestly it's been eating me for, like all week since this yeah. happened. Like it's been really bothering me. So I'm glad you know we were able to, to get out there because yeah, people are being really fucking stupid really and it's got to it's just got to stop.
1: It's got to stop. If this continues through playoffs, especially if you get to get to the finals when get to the highest point. Like if you're talking game seven of the finals and somebody's acting like that. Oh man. Like you're that.
0: Your, that stadium's going to be shut down. I oh, that's for good. sure. It's, it, Here's the thing, too. If something like this keep happen, if maybe they get worse, the NBA will make changes to where, like, they'll have it where, like, courtside seats won't be a thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You'll, you'll have – You'll be fi- blocked off. Yeah, you'll have 15, 20, 30 feet between, uh, between the stands and the actual court. Fuck. You know, with COVID, they could have gone hockey season and put up – <laughs> glass over everybody and not let it even get anywhere near the court. yeah they could have it's just one like, of those things don't that, ruin the sport yeah it's it's gonna ruin it things for everybody else it just is. yeah so but let's get into more fun news the actual yeah. playoffs the actual games which have been entertaining to say the least
1: yeah there's some series that we thought were going to be a little um easier strung that are now turned into a dog fight yeah and the exact
0: opposite also uh yeah oh. i thought milwaukee miami was gonna be the series of the tur- of the entire playoffs yeah and months. miami got swept i sort sw- i felt like i was watching a heavyweight fight like miami was like that one that puncher's chance it was like deontay wilder versus tyson fury like <laughs> like miami was deontay Wilder. they had that puncher's chance yeah. but after they got out of, like the first like three rounds you could tell it was over yeah and that's what miami miami had that puncher's chance in that first game yeah and then Nothing. Well,
1: pretty, we both went 4-1 with them, I'm pretty sure. 4-1 to
0: Milwaukee anyways. No, I'm pretty sure I had this one going 7. You're out of your damn mind. The hell? Dude, I just thought Miami has that championship pedigree now. Like They have that heart, that that soul. I had it going 4-1, so. <laughs> no, I thought this was going to be the absolute series. Maybe I had it going 6. Either way, I wasn't expecting a sweep, not by a team that was just in the NBA Finals, and you have a hard-nosed player like Jimmy Butler, you have a hard-nosed coach in Eric Bullshit, a hard nosed president and Pat Riley. Yeah,
1: they're actually the only the third team in history to get to the NBA Finals and guess, swept the next year and round one of the next year. And there's one of the two other teams that did it was the Heat. Went back in 2008 with Dwayne Wade and Shaq.
0: Yeah, but as, yeah, they, they lost like half their team after that, like.
1: Yeah, but two of the three teams were Heat teams.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but like I mean, this this Heat team. Oh, that's yeah. This is funny. I don't yeah. think about that. Um, <laughs> um, the thing is like this Heat team like. They brought back everybody. This is like yeah. the exact same team from last year.
1: Pretty what much. What the hell I mean, happened?
0: They were not in the bubble. Maybe. Because maybe that's just it. Maybe or maybe we'll Milwaukee's think. just that much better this year. Maybe the, the addition yeah. of like a Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker makes a massive difference. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, Giannis did play out of his mind.
0: He, he played was, well. Still, mean, he still can't shoot for shit, but.
1: No, but I mean, he put up 23-15-8. You're doing pretty damn good. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> isn't he doing that? Like, has he been doing that for like four years now? I mean, yeah, fifteen though. 15 is a little extra. a
0: lot for this. He um, went hard in the paint. But one thing that's gonna be a little scary with Milwaukee, Divincenzo's out for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. He started sixty-six to seventy-two games this year and all three playoff games. He's a he's a he's a perfect 3 d guy for their system. You know, right. He knocks down wide open. He knocks down a ton of threes, and he can guard. You know, three positions.
1: Yeah, that's going to be rough because they're, they're facing more than likely a juggernaut in Brooklyn coming yeah. up because Brooklyn's up 3-1 with, on Boston right now. Yeah. Um, we did we, – We I think we both caught a 4-1 on this one. Yeah. Um, we knew Boston was going to take a game back at home Mhm. To see what happens.
0: I thought it was going to be game four. I really felt that game four would be the one. They ended up taking game three, but, you know,
1: yeah. whatever. Well, honestly, the game that they won, game three, was more impressive because, I mean, Jason Tate put up 50 that yeah. game. Yeah. But it's even more impressive that the big three of the Nets combined for 96, mm-hmm. and Jason Tatum still is enough to pull them over. Great, though, in game four, they
0: uh, combined for, I think it was 107.
1: Yeah, and, and they, and they and blew them was. out by like 20. <laughs> yeah, so... So, no surprise there, but, I mean, Brooklyn, there's again, they're just stacked. We need, The Boston doesn't have the talent right now. No, they really... They aren't, he even Jalen really Brown, yeah. Probably don't have the talent. No, no, they maybe get two games to the one, but
0: right. not. that's still not enough. Yeah, They're a juggernaut of a team. Oh, for sure. And Kyrie seems to be making a little bit of the point. He dropped thirty nine in the in game four. Yeah,
1: Kyrie has a history of playing extremely hot against teams of past his past or any team that he does not like. I guess right. even, which I feel like a lot a lot of NBA players do that. Even.
0: Well, yeah, you want to show them up. you're like this, you know. You guys didn't want me, or whatever. You know, however you want to frame it in your mind. In your mind, you're yeah. like, you know, you guys didn't want me. I'm going to show you why you should have. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I assume Brooklyn's going back at
1: home for game five. I assume they probably blow out Boston and they yeah. and they head on to face Milwaukee. So, let's just stay on the East End because that's the first two teams yeah, we've talked absolutely. about here. So, Atlanta, New York. Atlanta is up 3-1. Obviously, the f- game one we had was insane. Trey Young floater buzzer beater yeah. to win. But since then, the Hawks seem like they're pretty, not dominant, but they're in
0: control. They're in control. I mean, and even then... The Knicks won Game Two, and they, you know, they won by I know, like eight or ten. Like, you yeah. know, like you know, it was close, but like they certainly pulled away. Um, but I mean, this is going the way we thought it would. Atlanta's just the more talented team. They just have they have a lot of bodies that can score. They have a lot of scores, man. Which is funny because they're actually averaging 104 points a
1: game in this series right now. Well, I guess they got race. a lot of they got a lot of shooters then. They got a lot of shooters. So we'll see. I mean, Trey Young is putting up twenty-seven and ten right now, ten assists. Yeah.
0: You just have, you have so many so, guys on the on the Hawks that could like go off for thirty on any night. Yeah, Gallinari could. You know, Trey Young obviously. Yeah. Uh, Huter could. Uh, Bogdanovich could. Like they have so many guys. Yeah, they, they have tons of talent. And honestly, the biggest thing of th- difference in I think this series, Clint Capella is dominating down low. He's um, so underrated. Oh yeah. Uh, even when he was in
1: Houston by himself, like it was him and James Harden practically. Yeah. He was dominant. I mean,
0: the thing is, like, he's he's faster and probably stronger at this point than Taj Gibson is. He can't stay with him, and he's oh, bigger. Yeah. He's bigger than Julius Randle. by like a lot,
1: by a ton. Julius Randle's a four, and, and then at the end of the day, yeah. And even that, he's a small freak. Like he's six like eight. a Draymond type of. Yeah, he's center. like six eight. Yeah, he's yeah. not a
0: big. He's not like super big for for his position. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, Atlanta. The I mean, they're going they're going back to uh, New York. So there's that. Maybe you know the Knicks will.
1: Maybe they can pull we'll one.
0: Granted, though, uh, Knicks fans, not the one that spit on Trey Young like that. We already talked yeah, about that. But the way y'all reacted to winning Game Two is ridiculous. Well, it's y'all, been like boy, it's, well, it's been a
1: decade since Massachusetts Square Garden had a playoff game
0: in it. Yeah, but they act like they won the fucking championship. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, they like they uh, like I saw riots about to like break out. <laughs> like it looked like like people about to like tip over cars and stuff. was like what is happening out there? Like it's, be excited, but like guys.
1: It's, one yeah, game. Knicks basketball is a is a culture of its own and in that launch it's winning a playoff game, let alone making playoffs. Yeah, I mean
0: they they want ham, I, but I got you know like what? I, was, I I understand being excited, but like this is a, a best of seven series. Yeah. You won one game. Yeah in round a, one. Which
1: that makes me nervous for game five back in there with the, if Atlanta starts pulling away
0: towards the end, are we gonna see some more bullshit? Long. Oh, man, that I, makes me nervous. I, I would be very surprised with that because you know damn well. I bet you they doubled security already. Oh yeah, definitely. But
1: you just never know. Yeah, you really don't know. So, but I assume Atlanta takes it serious. It might even it might go six. They might need to get back to Atlanta for Game Six. Hey, anyway. and they win a four um, two. But either, you know, or maybe they go into New York and they just shut them up. Could be. I could see Trey Young going in there and dropping right. 40, exactly. Right, boom by four, 43 with nine three points and just yeah, just sends them home. Yeah, easy. And then we got Philly, Washington. This one goes as normal. Well, I thought
0: it was gonna be a sweet. Washington won the game today um, to take like one. Ten. Yeah, but also Joel B went out uh, early in the second quarter um, after he took a fall. Mm. Uh, he said they called it right knee soreness. It was weird because he was grabbing his ass. <laughs> like he fell, he fell, he fell on his tailbone, like you know. So you like, okay. He he hurt his tailbone. He was like was wincing and like grabbing his back. Uh-huh. But then they're like, he's out with right knee. Start, so are like, huh? I don't what like it's
1: he's, he's, that's what he's been saying all year long. It's, 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 just it's, it's, nothing, it's nothing. new So
0: <laughs> so Joel Embiid's out for three quarters of the game essentially, and Ben Simmons only plays like twenty four minutes because he picks up four fouls in the first half. So they're two best players. Played yeah. it half
1: of the game. Combined. Two of the best
0: three players, yeah, played less than half the game, and yeah. Washington barely bro- squeaked this out. They were we winning by and ten, then, yeah, yeah. But then Philly actually brought the game back to two with oh, uh, with under five minutes to play. So
1: yeah, very easily could have been a sweep. Philly, yeah. Philly wins it at home in five easily.
0: Yeah, for sure. And honestly, they'll they'll need to um, with Ben Simmons or not Ben Simmons, with Joel Embiid with you know even even just a little sore. They win uh, on Wednesday night. They have they're gonna have a week off. Yeah, so So, get it over with. That's huge. Go out there and just get it done. Yeah, take some advice from Giannis. Don't play with your food. (laughs) Great quote. One of the best quotes I heard all year. Yeah, I didn't want to play with our food. Like, damn. Mm Mhm. You were savage.
1: It was good. Yeah, it was it was it was a good one liner by Giannis. So, all right, uh, let's move
0: to the West. West side. West side. Uh let's start with the one seed, uh Utah Memphis.
1: Yeah. So they just played earlier tonight.
0: Yeah, uh entertaining game. But I have to admit, Memphis we've we already said it, they're the second youngest team in the NBA this season mm-hmm. and the youngest team to make the playoffs since the early Thunder team with Durant, Westbrook, and Harden right, right. that went to the finals. Um but they're that young that young and that inexperienced falling apart is showing. Yeah. So sp- this game, this happened very similarly in game three, but specifically tonight, uh, I watched every second of this game. It was entertaining. And there's about three minutes to go, right? hmm And uh, Memphis is down four. They come down. John Rant makes a, kind of a rough turnover. Uh, I'm trying to do too much, right? They come down, and uh, Conley hits a nasty three, puts him up seven. Memphis comes back down, and Jaw pulls up on a very fast three. Oh, like, he just wanted it right back. Yeah, like shot, like shoots it within like eight seconds, right? Misses because he's not—he's only shoots thirty percent from the three. So he—he he, he immediately got like baited into like take like doing what he's not very good at yet, right. shooting a three point. They come, Utah uh, goes back down, hits another three. Throw up ten. It and, was never, and then it was over. Yeah,
1: momentum's gone. Nothing to do. And that was with three
0: minutes to play. Yeah.
1: And yeah, that's what we say when Memphis won Game One. We're like, okay, well Utah doesn't have Donovan Mitchell. You John Moran played out of his mind, and so did his counterpart uh, Brooks Dylan Brooks. And Ooh, I was Dylan like, Brooks is no. actually averaging like twenty-seven in this yeah. series right now. Yeah, and I was like, there's even if they both play enough consistent, they're have to play out of their mind f- four, at seven games. Yeah. Four to get even close to four wins, and the moment you get Donovan Mitchell back, it's pretty much series over.
0: Yeah, and even then, like the first, especially that first game, I and mean, the first two for sure, John Morant was shooting much better from from deep, and now he's reverted back to going, you know, only shooting about thirty percent, which is what, like I said, he did in the end, in the regular season. Yeah. So it's the one part of his game he really needs to to improve on. Yeah, and he will. I mean, he's on year year two. He's twenty one. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. he's very young. He's got he's got time. Yeah, and and his mid range game is good. He has a really good floating game. So like he can do it. He just has to you know to, yeah. to put the work on that, but. I wouldn't be surprised within the next three years he's up and shooting, you know, close to 40%. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's a talent to be reckoned with coming, For sure. coming down the pipe. So let's move on to the, I think it's probably the best series right now, the the, the Dallas series. Dallas
0: and, and the Clippers. The Dallas in. and Clippers series. That is getting
1: chippy. It and is. I
0: love it. It's been a really fun series. Um, I mean, they're going back and forth. I mean, Dallas looked dominant the first two games. Luca was shoving it up their butt, <laughs> dude. Mark, he's got Mark Cuban in his ear and fucking kill him. <laughs> and then, even then, in game three, they're up very early in the game. They're up thirty to eleven in the first half, yeah. and then the Clippers and Kawhi, and Kawhi went ham. He did. He popped off
1: real quick there. Kawhi's averaging thirty three eight and four this series right now. Yeah, I mean, Luka's Luca's doing thirty three eight and eight. Yeah. the issue with Luca. What the hell is happening from the free point, three uh, free throw line? So he's shooting forty percent from the line. The whole team's shooting sixty. Like what the so, hell?
0: You're in the playoffs. So in, the, in, in game three, uh, he he has he got a nerve injury in his neck, mm-hmm. and so if you actually watch him in most of game four, he it was hard for him to keep his head up. Like he's he's in a lot of pain right now, mm-hmm. um, and that's basically what's happening because like he's go, he's was you know shooting lights out, just on fire, and he just fell off a cliff. And that's why, like his, he's just all messed up in up in up in the neck, and you know when that happens, like. Uh, so hopefully, I mean they have until tomorrow, or no, they have two days. They still have two, two, they, they two days. They play on Wednesday. Um, hopefully they can get get that nerve thing figured out in the, in the meantime, because mm-hmm. without Luka at full strength, they the Dallas has no chance.
1: No, like the Clippers are gonna destroy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really sucks. I did see. Luke said he acknowledged it in an interview, but then then denied it having impact. But he acknowledged that yeah,
0: like, there's an issue. I don't know why a- athletes do that because like we can see it. Yeah, and We're the player, the other the players you're playing against, the Clippers
1: players know too. Mm-hmm. Like they can see you wincing and pain. They can see if your head's dropping. <laughs> yeah. that your shooting percentage is a shot off the cliff. <laughs> like they can tell that. So like just might, you might as well just be like yeah, it's you know it's injured. I'm gonna spend the next two days getting a massage, doing ice packs and heat wraps and. By game four or game five, I'm back 100%, and y'all better be ready. Hopefully, yeah. Like, that's a better thing to say than, like, nah, it's not there. It's not <laughs> like, a big deal. It's, like, it's dude, not happening. Like, do you think we're dumb? <laughs> like, what? I don't know. It makes no sense. But, yeah, without Luca, they're going to get killed Um, in reality because Kawhi is popping off. He's
0: playing. I know. But this Clippers team, this is actually what we saw last year and what we were talking about in our playoff preview last year. Clippers are going to do Clippers shit in playoffs. They are so, like – if I was a Clippers fan, I would be so emotionally drained by this damn team. Like, there's games. They just, like, don't even – it's like they don't even bother rolling out of bed for. It. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: It's so – weird. yeah, we talked about this a couple, Just the last episode, the episode beforehand – it's, there's no energy, there's no nothing. It's like they walk in like they're zombies. Yeah. Or I don't. It gets so weird. I don't know what the, if it's a chemistry issue between players and they piss each other off or it's. It kind of yeah. sounds. It
0: sounds like there's a there's kind of an emotional issue. Yeah. We heard this last year in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I'm gonna say this. Uh, if the Clippers don't make at least the Western Conference Finals this year, uh, you're blowing that team up. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent.
1: I think you're definitely because there's up.
0: clearly something not working, and. You gotta get rid. You gotta you gotta blow it up, and that means you it means it's you trade Paul George. You're gonna keep. You're gonna you, pick Kawhi you, over Paul. Yeah, George. you can. Exactly. That's not a question. You're gonna keep Kawhi. So you you trade away Paul George, okay. get a shit ton of assets back, and tr- start over.
1: I I'd get rid of Pat Beverly too. Get yeah, of, he he's honestly he probably caused more problems than he is. Yes, he's he might be good emotionally on the court because he's so hyped up and he wants people to play hard. But in the locker room, he's probably a complete dick. <laughs> but, like, like I don't. I don't. His personality. I don't see his his energy changing from court to locker room to home. You know what I mean? I feel like right. he is who he is at all times,
0: hundred percent of the time. Yeah, and let's be honest. I mean, that's, it, that'd be hard to deal with. If I'm anybody on the Clippers, though, I have some resentment towards him, anyways, for the shit he pulled last year in the bubble. Yeah. When he had to stop in Atlanta to get hot wings at a fucking strip club. Yeah. Oh, we didn't do that. So like. I'm mad about that in the first. Like, dude, like, what what are you doing? Yeah. But, like, also, like, you have Kwai
1: and PG are both superstars. They're quiet superstars in the league. I mean, Kwai obviously. PG talks a little bit, but still not a lot. He's Except, still not both. Yeah, both. but
0: even when Paul George does speak out. It's not soundbite. It, it's not a good quote. No, it, no. I mean, they're soundbiting because he's, like, delusional. That's all strange. They were down 0-2. And uh, and they're, and someone asked him like, Yo, you know, is there a problem? do you see a problem with it? So like, or, like are you worried about the series? No, no, no. D- 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 it's fine. We're down 0-2. Like, it's no big deal. Uh, what do you mean it's not? you're down oh two? Yeah. In the first round of the playoffs, you're supposed to be like, you know. You're supposed to be one of the
1: best teams in the you're league. You're supposed
0: to be a contender and you're down oh two. Yeah. You idiot. <laughs> you idiot. So that team
1: just is just a basket case of different emotional type of players. Pat Bev and Rondo, huge talkers, shit talkers, intensity. Kawhi and PG, not at all. Like, who knows what the front office is like, the, the owners and the coaches. And Honestly, all that. what
0: they need to do, they need to make it to where their second best player, who's, you know, a superstar type player like Paul George, mm-hmm. but a vocal one. Yeah. Your two best players can't both be the quietest guys in the room. They're one of the quietest guys in the league. I know, but I, like, you have to worry about the, what, the league. You have to worry about your, your locker room, right? Yeah, true. You need someone else that's the exact opposite of Kawhi, but who's also a star. Yeah. That's what you need. I don't know who that is. I don't know what kind of trades they might make that they could make to make that happen. Right. But they need to do
1: it. Yeah, if Clippers do Clipper shit, like we've been saying, and they don't make it to the conference finals, or even if they lose the series, ship everybody. Yeah. It's
0: it's Kawhi and Kawhi, and then you restart. But they have one of the greatest general managers ever – doing to, to do this jerry west like he yeah. he won how many cha- five championships with the lakers and three with the warriors as an executive yeah he knows what he's doing he builds teams yeah
1: and yeah and he probably knows that yeah this doesn't get to where it should go with this talent and back-to-back years and yeah yeah it's time to redo so and then the, let's go to the next in my opinion the next most inter- interesting series in the playoffs, then, I started Dallas and Clippers, the Denver Portland game. Yeah, the Denver Portland series because again, like we said, Jamal Murray's out for Denver, so it's it's yogurt, Jokic carrying the torch it's versus. People call him Yogurt. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was almost, I like J- the Joker because it's a nickname <laughs> and Jokic, but it's like I don't want to say Joker. Because I don't feel like most people know it, so I want to <laughs> say his real name. That's hard for me to say. So I was yeah, Yogurt somewhere in there too, maybe. Who knows. <laughs> You got you got him going against Dame and CJ and the, just the yeah. backcourt duo, and it's been a battle as
0: well. Yeah, game four was really entertaining. Um, Jokic went nuts. Yeah, and then uh, every time it seemed like they were like Denver's about to pull away, Dame would drop a three. Yeah, and you're like, all right, then like, and then Mike Malone, the Denver's head coach, was like, okay, go back in there, like we you gotta, gotta do it going. again. <laughs> but honestly. The absolute hero of Denver in the game four was Austin Rivers. Mm-hmm. He came in, dropped 16 points in the fourth quarter. At one point, hit four straight threes on in four consecutive possessions.
1: Yeah, he would also be a great sixth man if he could just stay consistent. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's been tripped around the league so many times because he's got good talent. He just never is consistent
0: nightly. Well, you know, he actually made a very interesting comment after the game because they interviewed him about mm-hmm. it. And how because he was out of the league for two and a half months during the season, right he was on the team they they grabbed him when Jamal Murray went down. and um, he talked about how he goes, you know I was out of the league for two and a half years I had you know I got shipped out of New York and then Oklahoma just you know cut me right And he, he's he actually like looked deep inside him he goes, is it a character flaw? It's not my talent. I know I can play in this league. right So is it like why did they not want me because like there's something like they don't like don't want to be my teammates? Like, what is that, what am I doing? So he, like, went really uh, reflective on that. Interesting. And found out, and I, he's, like, he's, apparently, he sounds very humble to be back in the league. And he might be a guy who, you know, maybe we could see him, you know, being, Blossom. like, a, a top six-man man huh. type of player for a team.
1: Maybe, yeah, maybe. You know, honestly, you keep him there for one more year, you get Jamal Murray back next year and make him a more, you know, bigger part of the team, and get yeah. him really accustomed. And maybe he shows at home in Denver finally, and maybe he'll just be he finally blossoms.
0: Maybe that'd be that'd be cool. I mean, the crazy thing too is like I think people probably want to like the kid because like he's Doc Rivers' son and everybody loves Doc. Yeah, it's true. Like yeah. he's very young. He's gonna be fine. Honestly, he'll I'm sure he'll still make a very good living in in this league. Right. I, mean, I still think he's gonna be somebody who's around for a while.
1: Yeah. So who do you think wins the series? We both called Portland in six or seven, I believe. Yeah, I think I think I had him in seven. I think, uh, I, think I went in six.
0: I think maybe or maybe seven. I'm I'm not positive. You know, it's. It's it's really hard. I mean, this series is playing out like we thought it would. Like it's right. You know, it's two two, um, and now we're Denver's back at, with the home court advantage because mm-hmm. yeah, you know, they have two of the next three at home. Um, I think I'm still gonna go with Port, with Portland. Maybe I'm being a bit of a homer because you know we're you know that's the only team up in the northwest now. Yeah. And love absolutely love Dame Lillard. Yeah. You know. Um. I think I'm still gonna go that way. Maybe it's just because Dame is you know, like. A god in the playoffs. It seems like Dame time. Yeah, Dame time. It's Dame time. So I'm going to go that way, um, and probably because actually Denver doesn't have a guy to like do what Dame can do.
1: Or if they do, then they don't have a guy that can do what CJ McCollum can do. Right. And you just you just pass it right down the torch. Yeah, I agree. So the the one thing I haven't seen uh, is I feel like I haven't seen a game where Dame and TJ both pop off. Right. Like I need I want to see a game where they both they put they put up sixty or seventy combined. And, like, and then see how this team wins. Because, yeah. I mean, Jokic is just putting up 31 and 11 right now. And he can keep doing that all day and, you know, he can get good counterparts. But I feel like if Dame and CJ come in and put up 65, 70 points, I feel like they're winning by 10 to 15.
0: Pretty easily, unless no one else is scoring at all. Yeah, also, they're the only ones. But they have good talent around them. They, they do. But I we've seen games you know, in previous seasons where, like, they both go off. Like even the playoffs, I think there was a game where they both went off for almost fifty apiece. It's like forty-five or fifty apiece, and they barely won the game.
1: Yeah, it's, it's possible. Yeah, they're one of the interesting teams. Like they have talent, but they're not dominant. Right. They can't. they doesn't. There's something. There's a missing piece somewhere that's
0: not getting to that next level. Almost. I think they just needed. The, everyone else that's around them is very streaky. I would say yeah. Robert Covenant's is very streaky. Uh, Gary Trent, who's not even on the team, but he was very streaky. They do they did get uh Norman Powell in that trade that mm-hmm. sent Gary Trent to Toronto. And Norman Powell actually is was either game of three or four or drop twenty nine. Yeah. I think he's could be like the perfect third piece for them, like on, on the offense side of things if he can do that consistently.
1: Yeah. Not even have to do that.
0: If he gets to like eighteen or twenty a game, like that's huge. No, that's massive.
1: That's massive. I still think I'd take Portland too, just because there, there's gonna be a game where they with Damon CJ pop off. Yeah. And, the, and it's like, it could be game six or it could be game seven. And either way, that mm. just puts them low or it just gives them that jump. Mm. That jump over. So I got to take them. Okay. And let's go to the, game, the series that probably everybody's talking about because it's the goddamn Lakers. And
0: it's the Phoenix Suns who just made the biggest turnaround in history back in- Yeah. I mean, it really sucks that, like, this series is becoming so determined by injury. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chris Paul gets hurt. He looked much better in Game yeah, 4. Yeah, he seemed
1: like he's back. He, or you were saying he was back after he was making his yeah, baskets. Yeah, yes, he did. He was talking and it some was crazy.
0: Monty Williams is like, I think I want you to sit. And Chris Paul's like, the fuck you are. Yeah. What, are you out of your mind? <laughs> he's
1: like, nah, I'm playing. But he's he, also notoriously one of the like, toughest guys in the right. NBA.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, Chris Paul, Chris Paul will be great in any era of the league. Yeah. His skill set is transferable no For matter sure. what. Put him, I don't care, put him back into the 1930s. I don't care. <laughs> back when they were actually shooting in peach baskets. Peach baskets. <laughs> so, but yeah, he'd be, he'd be great anywhere. But then, now we don't know if AD's going to play in game five. It sounds like he's, he's, he's a grain-strain. Yeah, a grain, groin strain. grain strain. A groin <laughs> strain. right now. Oh my
1: Goodness. <laughs> Uh, oh, that was hilarious just to watch i just watched you try to
0: figure it out sorry that was hilarious uh, oh. so we don't know if he's gonna play i mean that's the report it doesn't sound like he's gonna play it's very questionable but another report says that uh people within the organization are actually very i think it's very hopeful he's gonna be playing um granted uh, hopeful is not likely hopeful is like oh i hope he plays
1: yeah that sounds pretty doubtful still to me uh, yeah the issue is like it's, this is proving that AD being on the court is more valuable to the Lakers than anything else right now.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, because like
1: even though LeBron is is the one is the greatest in the game right now and probably the second greatest of all time, without AD, I don't think think LeBron can win this series by himself. I'm not sure if he can either. I don't um, think he can. Like, obviously, that's the big question. That's the big, that's and the question. We always assume he can, but like if this
0: ankle is really deterring
1: him entirely.
0: Like right, and even LeBron looked a little better in Game Four. Like he, I, I felt like he got it was easier getting the hole a little easier. Yeah, he didn't seem hesitant.
1: He definitely was pulling up, kind of dunking, landing so. without hesitation. It seemed like, but it's just like it doesn't seem like he's, he's he can do enough.
0: Like maybe, granted, he also made a, you know LeBron's full of soundbites. Yeah, um, he made a good one after he's like, "This is what these shoulders were built for."
1: Yeah, the shoulders were <laughs> built for nothing or something like that. <laughs> so. And then, I mean, he, he said he's the chosen one, right? Yeah. That's what he, it's what he calls himself. And he's proved it in a lot of times. It just, it just when you watch the game, you can see him do everything we've always seen LeBron do, and, and usually his teams always pull it out. Yeah. But now there's, like, there's not a mo- the momentum behind him when you see LeBron get going. You're like, oh, they're trying. Right. But it doesn't, you don't get that feeling that, like, oh, LeBron's going to make it happen right, right. now. Right.
0: And, you know, the other issue with this is that there's also a very high good chance that KCP's out. Yeah. Uh, he, he's dealing with his own quad contusion, and he left uh, game four pretty early in the game. And he, they, they did an MRI. They were glad to find out he didn't have any tears. So that's a pretty Ooh, bad contusion. Like, so it doesn't he like to be playing game five either.
1: Yeah, it's going to be rough. And you're back in Phoenix, too, mm-hmm. for game five now. I mean, I'm, you're I'm, gonna I'm, need, I'm
0: nervous. Honestly, you're going to need big games from Dennis Schroeder yeah. and, and Caruso, and then someone down low has got to go off. Whether it yeah. be Andre Drummond, Montrezl Harrell, or Marcus All, um, the other thing that's been really interesting about this series, like watching, Frank Vogel is like trying a different like lineup and combination of big men every game so far.
1: It's, it's not a bad thing to do in the first round because I mean they haven't found
0: anything that's yeah, except, working. Uh, except unless you lose the first round, yeah.
1: But I mean, it's like I feel like he has to now with AD. He's got to. Oh yeah, he's going to have to.
0: But like, because like game one, uh, Gasol and Markeith Morris didn't play at all.
1: Yeah, right. And Montrezl
0: Harrell and Andre Drummond played a lot. And then in games three and four, uh, Gasol and Drummond played a lot. And Drummond and sort of Morris Morris with. And it, the offense seemed to flow better when Marco Saul was out there, cause, probably because it's just a straight passing The ball moved better. Yeah,
1: it, but he's, he can spread the flow, though. He can shoot the three. and the, they, bit, saw, yeah. they saw him, they gave him open threes. He drained a couple of yeah. them. I think he hit three in game four. But his passing ability is key. He Like, he is like the power saw Gasol went back with Kobe. He, yeah, He'll get in that center of that lane. He's taller than everybody. He'll <laughs> sit there and he'll, he'll find the open passer for right. you. Uh, imagine that him and Mark play,
0: or him and Powell play, much much alike. Yeah, <laughs> I th- I, and Mark's a better shooter overall because he can actually split the oh, yeah. floor. Powell's a, a traditional center t- more so yeah. talent wise. I th- I think you're going to see a lot of Gasol and Drummond together in Game Five. Yeah,
1: that seems that's probably the best mix up. And I think what you should do is you should you should play Morris over Montrez when you pull Gasol out because they're he's such M- Morris is such a better scorer than Montrez is. Montrez right. needs to be down low near Drummond where Morris can yeah, play on the wing.
0: More versatile, yeah. He can play the wing at all on both sides. Yeah. Montrez Montrez is a six foot ten, traditional center. Yeah. And that, and he's a great energy guy. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, right. he, you know He won six man a year just last year, but uh. But you need Drummond down low to bang with An. So yeah. You, but you don't.
1: You, you don't need to clog of the lane anymore. So I think you keep Morris and Gasol as your rotations. And I think that gives you the probably the best chance. Yeah, for sure. I like it. So, last thoughts before we wrap up. I mean, we, that's a little overview of where every series yeah. is at right now.
0: Um, still, extremely surprised about the Milwaukee Miami thing. Drives me nuts.
1: Um, <laughs> Tyler's but, disappointed that he called the best series and it's been the worst it was series. So, it was
0: so, just so disappointed. A
1: very disappointing series. Um,
0: but everything. I mean, honestly, the series. It, it's been a it's been a great you know bit of fun so far in the playoffs. Right. Um, I'm looking forward to to the uh, Clippers in Dallas le- like you are, especially going forward. I, it's actually the one series I haven't been able to sit down and watch an entire game of. It's kind of pissing me off. <laughs> like, it's the only one. I don't know how it's like timing just doesn't work for whatever reason. Right. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Wednesday night, I'm there. <laughs> He'll be there. <laughs> so that wraps up for us, guys. Um,
1: we'll be back again next weekend. More NBA playoffs. Yep. Um, maybe some UFC stuff. Like I said, it is fight to the death. summer so still... Yeah. Even though it's a Actually, little delayed. But
0: uh, don't we have the, the Paul Mayweather fight next weekend? That's on Saturday June night. June sixth.
1: Yeah, we do. We'll be touch we'll be touching on that for sure. Heck but yeah. That'll be interesting.
0: Oh so- yeah, don't forget Chad Johnson's on that card all of a sudden too.
1: Yeah, he's on another card. <laughs> and apparently it was announced that Jake Paul is fighting Tyron Woodley. Don't know if it's been signed, but that was those was oh, like somewhat I- official announcements on that. So we got some fighting coming back. We got more NBA playoffs coming back. So um, if you like any of our content, I do hope you enjoy our content, but if you do, please hit the like, and subscribe on YouTube. It helps us out dramatically. Yep. That is the by far the biggest platform. The more we can get a hold of you guys and talk to you guys and give us give you our content, our thoughts, and, and opinions and whatnot. So that helps us out a lot. Besides that, I mean, always Instagram and Twitter, Herbie Sports Talk as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, thank you guys for for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week. Peace out.